You're listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast, where we aim to help our church think biblically and grow as disciples who love Christ and live sent for His glory. For more information about our church, visit www.fairfaxbible.org or follow us on social media. Welcome back to another Discipleship Podcast episode. I want to thank these two friends uh, for joining me this week. Most of you guys know Will Johnson already. This uh, lovely man next to me. He's been around for a while, involved in many different ministry areas. And by now, some of you probably know Jewel Porter, who is often seen with Will. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about godly dating. And I figured like this may be kind of weird to do a dating podcast with just like two. Actually, it might be a, a pretty fun new ministry for us to do a dating podcast with two random people pair them up and get their thoughts on dating, but uh, that, that would be a little weird. So uh, Will and Jewel have been together for a little while now, and uh, so before we jump into this, I just want to get a little bit of the background from you guys. I don't know who the best person to ask is. Uh, it, we may have to get both stories. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes, but uh, give us a, a little background, how you guys met, how long you guys have, have been dating, that kind of stuff, all the, all the fun stuff. Sure, I take it away. Um, we met on a uh, dating app. Um, and uh, we exchanged a few conversations back and forth early on in September, then of September last year, uh, 2020. And um, after that, led to a couple phone calls, uh, FaceTime, and then we went on our first date, uh, which was great. Uh, we went out to um, Brookshire, oh. Brookshire Park, <laughs> Brookshire Gardens, Bro- Brookside Gardens, Brookside, Brookside Gardens in uh, Silver Spring. And then uh, she asked, hey, do you want to go get some food? And so we went to Nando's Peri Peri in the mall. Good place. That's a good place. And uh, we got kicked out of there because we had such a good conversation the first time um, (laughs) that we uh, sat down and ate. So it was was a really good time. And then just things started progressing since then, spent more time together, had a lot of different conversations, met each other's community and family and friends, which was nice. And uh, we're here now, officially been dating just over six months. And uh, we're on this podcast today, so yes. So, Joel, is that all accurate? Did he hit everything? Sounds about right. (laughs) I know I asked you this uh, before, but what was it about Will's profile on that dating app that you were like, oh, this is a great guy. Let me actually, like, have a conversation with him. Um, That's a good question. I don't think it was like, oh, here's a great guy. It was more of the question that he asked me. So he said, you know, how have you been able to stay connected to your spiritual community in the pandemic? And I was like, who is this guy asking me this type of question? (laughs) And then that's when we kind of started talking. Because I just responded more about my faith and, you know, how I've been connected in the pandemic. I think he shared like a couple of Christian books he was reading. And I was like, somebody reading Christian books? What? (laughs) And yeah, we kept the conversation going. Well, there you go, guys. There's your pickup lines for your dating app. <laughs> Ask them how they've been connected and share what uh, what books you've been reading. That's good. Well, as I was thinking about this, um, I, I kind of had a, a little flow of, like, before you talk about dating, I think we got to talk a little bit about singleness, too, um, because that's usually a part of the process. Like, there's a, a lot of folks, uh, even in our church, that uh, are single. Either you're younger or you uh, you have a desire to not be single and the Lord has you in that season still so I want to talk a little bit about uh, singleness first and uh, I mean we see obviously in scripture with and, and that's another thing I want to I want to point out before we get rolling into this the hard thing about this podcast and this discussion is like around dating there's not any specific scripture really that says like here's how you guys 
need to date as a, a Christian couple. Um, obviously, we can take some principles from what Scripture says about marriage and apply those that, that are applicable to, to dating and that process. Um, but it's tough when you're talking about dating. So we're going to do our best to, uh, to handle God's Word and, um, and give some Scripture that's, that's applicable for this. But uh, as far as singleness is concerned, like obviously we see the singleness of Jesus in, in Scripture. Um, and then there's Paul's desire in 1 Corinthians 7 where, where he talks about like he, he wishes that everyone were like him, like single like him. Um, and that may not be the case for everybody. Like it, some people may be called to singleness. Some people may be called to marriage, whatever that may be. Um, but all of us have spent some time as single folks. So, uh, you guys, I guess seven months ago were probably considered single. Um, and how, so how have you seen your singleness more as a gift? Well, I'll, I'll go with you. How have you seen your singleness as a gift? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, uh... You know, how do we spend our time? So um, I think every, everyone has 24 hours in a day and seven days of the week, right? And I think um, for, for singleness, especially in the D.C. area, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to get involved with. There's a lot of the things that can consume your time, whether it's work, uh, extracurricular activities, people, whatever it may be. And uh, I, for me, it was just really serving and digging into the church, uh, doing my, my singleness. It's just really how can I serve the body of Christ, God's people, growing my walk with the Lord, um, and uh, try to uh, just really uh, be a good steward of my time, uh, be faithful to what God entrusted to me. Um, but while also thinking about, hey, I have a desire of wanting to be married too, but not allowing that um, to kind of get out of whack because it's easy for that to um, become an idol, mm. and you just really focus on that so much, but really of how do I keep myself busy with the things of the Lord. Yeah, I've seen that quite a bit with you, especially like just the the flexibility in ministry that you have too, and the ability to like, you don't have kids at home that you're trying to get ready for the day, and you have that flexibility and uh, that humility and willingness to to serve. So we've seen, like I said, you've been involved in a lot of ministry areas. We've seen you serve as a setup team lead. We've seen you serve students. We've seen you going into the prison for uh, discipling some of the inmates uh, at the at the jail there. Uh, so that flexibility that I've seen, like even speaking at crew and partnering with uh, ministries uh, is something that I've seen as a gift for your singleness too. I haven't known Jewel as long. Actually, I haven't known you at all. Since <laughs> all I've known you is just dating Will. So have you seen your single singleness as a gift uh, before dating Will? Um, I definitely have. I would say flexibility is probably the biggest thing. Um, that's definitely important. So you're not, like you were saying, tied down to Oh, well, I have to feed my kids or oh, my husband's requiring my time. You can mm -hmm. kind of just get up and go as you wish. Um, so you're in a better position like to serve others. If, say, a sister or brother needs help, you can just kind of drop everything and help them, whether that be discipleship, praying for them, whatever it is. Um, and I also think, too, that, you know, technically I feel like you're not – you're still single until you say I do, sure. right? Yeah. So even though we're dating, we're still very much single, um, which again, I think is a benefit because it helps us to stay busy, you know, stay focused on both Christ serving others and then ourselves as well as we're working towards something. Um, and I like how you said, you know, scripturally there's, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say it's a word. Scripturally, there's no way of dating per se but there are scriptures to tell us how to have a relationship with christ mm. which reflects in having a relationship with others i feel like yeah that's good well i know as a as a married guy i've been married since 2012 um and so 
I've been out of the, the singleness area for a while. And I think in our church, it, it we've seen it uh, in some cases where it's, it's kind of hard sometimes for older or married couples to interact with singles and uh, incorporate them into those discipleship relationships and, um, and friendships. So speaking from like, not that you're speaking for all of the singles in the church by any means, but what would you say are some of the, the best ways that, that we can interact with singles in the church instead of just sort of isolating them and having like, oh, well, you're a part of this singles ministry. If you have a singles ministry or whatever, uh, how can we interact best with singles and serve them uh, best in the church? I would say, you know, just um, invite us over, right? Hang out with us. Um, I've enjoyed you and your family, so many families in our church. Um, of just I've made well out. change some diapers, hey, too. Yeah. So. I've done it all over there, Sean. That's the good practice, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think really just um, allowing us in to see, you know, um, your lives outside of maybe just a Sunday morning or a Saturday night, um, really to see what, you know, family structure looks like. I think uh, everyone comes from different backgrounds and seen different things growing up. Um, but even with a, a, a church context, you see families that are pursuing the Lord, families that make uh, their, their faith a priority every single day and just um, soaking that up. Uh, I know Drew Dool's um, uh, pastor did a sermon about wisdom, right, and just being really to be a sponge and soak up good wisdom. I think it's so much like um, that singles can go to in the world to kind of show them, what uh, love is or dating or even like marriage and just being a sponge to be able to sit with a family or be around a family and kind of soak that up and learn so much like you know you guys have been such a blessing in my life to be able to say okay this is how you should lead your family in a biblical way and just to see that because I think it's one thing to read it but also to see it in action it just has helped me tremendously yeah yeah I think that Joel yeah, I would definitely say modeling and being an example even if say like the single person has no intentions to get married. They're still, that doesn't mean like we can't learn from married people, right? Mm -hmm. um, it could just simply be a matter of, you know, here's how I treat my husband. So like as a single person, I could say, okay, even though for whatever reason I decide not to get married, I see biblically how a wife should treat her husband and vice versa. Um, so I definitely think just being that model and example is important. Because um, I think in the world, it's interesting, like, there's some celebrity who said, like, married people shouldn't hang out with single people. And I guess I get it because the mindset is different, but that doesn't mean that you still can't learn from one another, right? Yeah. Um, and again, biblically, you're not just modeling how much you love your wife or how much you love your husband. It's also, okay, well, here's how I'm reflecting the relationship between God and or Jesus and his bride, right? Mm -hmm. um, just even in that, showing how a family dynamic under the authority of Christ should be led in the home. That's good. Yeah, and I know it's hard for me too. Um, to, sometimes I feel a burden as a married guy with two kids to invite somebody single to my home. Like, I don't want to put that stress on them <laughs> and like invite them into this chaos, but I, I do love doing it too as... Uh, as part of that like discipleship relationship and seeing the the good and bad of, mm. of family life and mm. being able to learn um, like I mess up as a husband I mm -hmm. mess up as a dad and uh, like having a guy like will be able to to see me mess up mm -hmm. and uh, be able to be honest about those shortcomings too uh, is another helpful thing I think to where I'm not just showing you all the pretty parts of mm -hmm. what marriage and kids looks like but you could see some of the some of the ugly parts as well so that's good stuff guys uh, I, I think there's another thing that I've I don't know if I've noticed it in the church or not, um, but we, we've got some singles that 
they love to hang out together and I think a lot of people in the church are always sort of playing matchmaker too. Mm-hmm. Not that Will has ever experienced this in our church by any means, but uh, I, you just see like seeing people like, oh, who would they pair well with? And um, it, it can be frustrating, I think, uh, for a lot of a lot of people. But one of the things that I've noticed too is that if if there's a, a guy that's hanging out with with a girl, like how how do you establish these biblical relationships with the opposite sex without people uh, just assuming like, oh, well, he wants to date me because we're hanging out together. How would you uh, create those or cultivate those biblical friendships without assuming that you want to date the other person? I think we both experienced that, right? Uh, that not saying that it's not going to be awkward or weird at times, but first knowing that this is your brother or sister in Christ, right? So just coming from that perspective first and just hanging out with them. Um, I think this is a, it's a good time to kind of look at character, right? And then also... Um, I got it from this book I read. Uh, not just character, but like compatibility. And if that is someone that you possibly will want to date in that. But at least, you know, really just uh, enjoying life together, right? Enjoying time with one another uh, together as singles, hanging out. I know you've done that with your church and your friends. And just really hung out with singles and just learning from one another, right? Um, sharpening one another up and, and just really have that accountability group. I think is is really good and really powerful because you're still... You know, um, like I said, a body, but you can always learn from from one another. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I kind of always question why people want to, you know, match up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is that a goal or priority? Um, I think it should help. The focus should be to first help them grow in Christ, right? Rather than just immediately, oh, go with this person, you know. But yeah, boundaries, um, boundaries are important. Like Will and I, for the longest time, we just only met up at coffee shops or like small cafes and just would talk out and open and, you know, um, just like making sure, okay, I'm getting to know him she or he's getting to know me, things like that. So yeah, I think, and also just looking at him, like, okay, at the end of the day, this is also my brother in Christ. Um, and then forming the friendship on that, even though you're interested, but also forming the friendship there. Yeah, I used to kind of get offended by that. She'd be like, oh, this is you're my brother in Christ. He was, was so... Like, oh, I saw the eyes rolling. <laughs> it's like the, the Christian friend zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is about to go. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's healthy. Because I can honestly say what I appreciate about our relationship is that we're actually friends in the yeah. relationship. That's a pretty solid foundation, yeah. too. Yeah. I like that. I, I mean, so speaking of, like, the matchmaker part and, mm-hmm. and all that, I think part of that comes from our probably wrong belief that or we like idolize marriage I think in the church and I've seen that quite a bit too where we can say like marriage is the ideal and then so if you're not married then you're second class or like uh you're sort of looked down upon Mm -hmm. in in the church if you're not married Uh, and I I don't think that's an accurate view of like what what God has for us but um, have you guys experienced this in the church where we tend to idolize marriage and uh and not look at like singleness as a gift too Oh, you you want me to go first? Okay. Um, I think it's both in the church and outside of the church. Like, once you've... It seems like the general consensus is if you're married, you're successful. Hmm. And that's not always the case, right? We know people get married for all types of reasons, um, you know, whatever that may be. But I think in, in the church, it's like, you know, you can still very much be successful for the things of God without having to be married. Right. Like Jesus wasn't married. Paul wasn't married. um, But yet they were still out here 
like preaching, spreading the gospel, you know, making disciples, things like that. Um, but I think it is kind of like a heavy weight and a standard, like, you know, you have to get married, like that's the goal at the end of the day. So, and it could just be like a heart issue, right? Being misfocused. Um, you're focused more on like starting a family here rather than getting towards God and, you know, expanding the kingdom, things like that. So I think it's just a heart issue. Like we're not really focused on what God is calling us to do, but more so just reaching the standard of getting married and that's it. And that could be limiting sometimes, right? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, once you get married, then what? Right. You know, are you going to... Then the expectations you have kids, obviously. Yeah. And then like, do you stop pursuing God? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I see why churches emphasize it, right, because it's something very near and dear to God's heart, right, of marriages and why, um, you know, how, how Christ, you know, sets the example of loving your wife like you love the church and just so much of, um, you know, so much importance is put on that biblically, right? So I get why churches really emphasize that and foot stomp that. Um, but it can seem sometimes that singles are left out or maybe forgotten about. Um, because maybe there's not a singles workshop or a singles activity or like there is in a marriage context or, you know, um, maybe sermons on the, you know, from the pulpit are, are more geared towards, you know, husbands and wives as examples, mm -hmm. right? Or family context rather than just, you know, singleness. So, um, yeah, I, I get why churches really, um, emphasize family and marriage because it's so important and so near and dear and, but also, you know, God doesn't, you know, look at Ryan and say, oh, he's more valuable than Will because, you know, he's married and Will's not. So just really kind of taking a step back and look at it from, you know, God's eyes of like, we're all uh, a body of Christ, right? And if, you know, one one part or limb of the body is no more important than the other, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it I think it can go that route for sure, like Jewel said. Um, but just checking our hearts in that to make sure, like, you know, why are we emphasizing marriage maybe more, but also not forgetting the singles in the church and really um, not caring to them, but also including them on what's going on. Yeah, I think, so we'll wrap up the singleness part because obviously this is a podcast about dating, but wanted to, to touch on that. Just want to kind of close by, by saying that like marriage and singleness are both gifts of God's grace to us. So uh, having that mindset that like even your singleness is a gift of God's grace. I know it's hard sometimes and that's not like really an answer that people want to hear, but mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a, a mindset for us as a, a church body too, to embrace is that um, marriage and singleness are both gifts of, of grace from God. So uh, that's good stuff, guys. I think that kind of, that leads us up to this dating part. And I guess for the, for the sake of this podcast, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, just the difference between dating and courting. I think for this podcast, we'll just kind of use them interchangeably, probably just say dating for the most part. But uh, Joel, w tell, tell me what you said the, the difference between uh, dating and, and courting was. You had a pretty good oh, answer for it. Oh, what did I say? Oh, yeah, I said uh, <laughs> I think courting is more exclusive and leads up to marriage as opposed to dating is just kind of dating and it could be with a lot of people um, but it's not as exclusive but it can still end up in marriage just not as exclusive yeah I, I see one is having like a very specific end from the beginning so that courtship is like your your intention it's very intentional and like this is leading toward marriage whereas dating is just like let's have fun hang out mm -hmm. do whatever there's no no commitment or intention to to get married which kind of leads me into another question that i, I was gonna throw on you guys is is it wrong for a Christian to date if there is no intention of marriage? 
I'm struggling with that question myself. Question. I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> oh, so man. hoping you guys have, have some good it's answers to that. I don't for a Christian to date to see. I think if um, they're making, um, keeping boundaries clear and communicating that to whoever they're dating or talking to, um, I think uh, it all comes with communication. And really setting that that uh, understanding, I think to start with, uh, so lines don't get mixed, and you know feelings really don't get deep and involved. Um, but I think setting that tone early, um, if someone is going and saying I just want to date you, but not court you, um, because that gives the person, the other person, an option to say, hey, you know, I'm trying to work towards marriage and courting, dating, courting, going kind of through the phases rather than just dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think communicating that out if that's someone's desire uh, would be key early on. That's good. Mm, yeah, wrong's such a bad word. Like, <laughs> not wrong per se, but I always say, "What are you doing it for?" You yeah. know, it's, it's another um, great question. Yeah, like, is it just because you want a friend? Then okay, you know, hang out with some clubs or you know, say you want to go to the movies every weekend, right? Um, but yeah what what's like what's the purpose right um dating i feel like is a very kind of convoluted word especially if you're just saying we're just dating just to date right then i think it's more of a question of internally like what am i looking for is it because i'm just lonely or you know i just need companionship or you know i want to hang out with this one person, but I don't really like them like that. I don't know. You know, it could be yeah. anything. Yeah, right? so what I'm picking up on is that it comes down to a lot of the, the motivations that you would have in dating seem to be a little more selfish and mm-hmm. what can I get out of this relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to like a courting relationship where how can I serve this other person mm-hmm. and, and really like That's working good. on uh, th- those motivations is kind of what I'm hearing. And from get that. to know them, yeah. right? And like, yeah. Sure. Well, here's a here's a random question, uh, and this kind of goes like with the the process of dating and what it looks like. Did you guys involve your parents at all in like in your decision to date? Obviously, you guys are a little bit older, in your thirties. It's not like you're eighteen or something like that, and like still still living at home, whatever. But did you guys involve your parents at all in in that decision, or was that kind of your own, own thing? Uh, I think before we became official, um, we we sought counsel on our own. And together, which was really cool. Um, we've been blessed to have great community surrounding both of us. So um, I was able to meet with her parents. And did you meet with my parents before? On uh, Zoom. On Zoom before. Yeah. And then I met with an elder of hers from her church. And um, she had met with Lily and some other people from my church. So we had like community around us who, yeah. was, who saw us interact together who we talked to about, um, and the key to that community is biblical community, right? So we had the right people who were really knowing what was going on early, and we listened to, we were being that sponge and really just soaking up everything um, that uh, that we could from them um, and opening our lives up to them. So it wasn't hidden. Like, there was nothing really hidden early on of just holding this person to the side and being secretive about it. It's like, is this someone I'm dating? Uh, you know, it's getting serious. We align with a lot of things. We have the same foundation you know, kind of what do you think? And just yeah. seeking that wisdom from those around us. Yeah, that's that's good. So the reason I'm asking is kind of more looking for that affirmation from others mm-hmm. that this is a good thing, this is a, a right thing. And it's it's something that, like, you guys could get, as a dating couple, you can get 
sort of caught up in that infatuation phase and like physical attraction and then people from the outside could be looking at that and be like well julie you guys are making a huge mistake mm. so it was more the intention of did you have those godly people speaking wisdom into your uh, lives from from the outside looking into that which it sounds like you guys really did and do have so yes uh, i'm a big advocate of getting some godly wisdom <laughs> <laughs> at all costs like the bible says um, but I think, well, like Will said, getting a biblical perspective and accountability and counsel, right? So for my parents, they're not always first thing, like that's not a priority for them is to look at spiritually how things are. It's kind of like, oh, you know, he likes you. Oh, you know, you like her. That's good, right? Um, which is cool, but that's not that's not my priority. Like I want to make sure spiritually this is going to be fruitful beneficial to my spiritual life um helping me in my faith rather hindering it and yeah just moving forward from there oh man i love it well it's probably not always like rainbows and butterflies with dating i imagine there's challenges that come with it too uh if there's not challenges then i'd say maybe hold on a couple months and we <laughs> yeah. actually have one of our elders won't well, name names has his uh best dating advice is to date somebody through all four seasons because mm. you never know how crazy somebody might get in the winter if you haven't dated them in the winter before moving on to marriage then uh, you're missing out so uh but yeah i bet there's there's probably some challenges too in dating and just want to see what some of those challenges that you guys have experienced are so any challenges that you've seen while dating Woo. Okay. No, I'm, just I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I would Jill's say... Jill's got to get her list real quick. Um, not Well, not so much challenges. Well, I would say more growth than anything. So, uh, you know how the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. There's been a lot of that. So, just kind of looking at one another's character and kind of pushing us towards being more like Christ. Um, and in a very loving way so it's not like you know i'm attacking him and saying oh your feet stink or something like that right like, True. <laughs> you know just oh i might have noticed this do you think that it's appropriate to act like this or respond like that so yeah just kind of iron sharpening iron and that can be challenging right because oh, yeah. i feel like as people we don't always want to hear about ourselves it's like oh I'm all that in a bag of chips. I don't need to know about my flaws, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, just being open and receptive to that feedback and criticism. Again, if it's rooted in love and pushing one another towards Christ. Yeah, I like that. I'll say uh, two just popped in my head were uh, just differences that we have, just as being human beings, and then boundaries, right? So, like, uh, differences, um, character of how we may process information, um, that challenged us early on, right? She's very um, uh, technical and I'm more strategic. So a lot of times we'll be saying the same exact thing, but we say it completely different and come to it in different ways, right? And so yeah. that can cause frustration between us. Um, but also um, I would say um, just our like upbringing, different upbringings, just different um, life experiences, right? Um, can, can definitely be challenges um, because, you know, one person may be, uh, more passionate about this or this affects someone more than than the other person and just being open and honest to really discuss those things uh, i think has been help, helpful but also boundaries right of, of like really uh focusing on um you know making disciples and what we do and being a blessing those around us um but also you know things that come naturally like uh pursuing purity right and trying to really do that and hey you know um 
it's getting late, the person should go home or, or whatever it may be. But just really, I'll say boundaries and um, definitely uh, the differences that just come from getting to know someone. Um, when you really, for me, I really learned to accept differences a lot more. I used to see them as really um, maybe problems or issues um, because someone is not like me. I think we all kind of paint a picture in our head of this person who we want to date or be married to and you may not see that in that person or you see it differently in that person and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But um, just to really appreciate differences and just see her like how God loves her, right? And just see how he has wired and made her. And we've done that for both of us, right? We come to appreciate how God has wired both of us, but also like she said, really be that good mirror like in James of, of to one another of, hey, you know, um, I see this coming out of you. Um, I see that coming out of you. It might be something going on. So That's good. I know, Joel, you mentioned too, like you guys... When you were first talking, you would only hang out in coffee shops, talking in public, which I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. So good on you guys for that. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, those those boundaries and, and fighting for that purity. And I think that's that's usually one of, at least for, I know for guys, that's like a, a huge uh, challenge in dating. And I know it's a huge challenge for, for ladies as well as that purity. And uh, I always think about that, that put off, renew your mind, put on principle mm-hmm. where like scripture tells us in, like it says flee from sexual immorality put to death what is earthly in you so like those put off things and then renew your mind and put on so psalm 119 says how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word mm-hmm. uh, romans thirteen fourteen, put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires second mm-hmm. timothy uh two two so flee youthful uh, passions and pursue righteousness faith love and peace Along with those who, yeah, (laughs) I mean that. So that that principle is coming to mind. Like the the put off, renew your mind, put on, is is probably super helpful in uh, dealing with those challenges, especially Mm -hmm. around boundaries and purity too. Um, One of the things that, and this was, I guess, a little bit closer to when Shannon and I were were thinking about marriage and getting to that point. But um, some of those questions, as you guys are talking and. And you said, like, there's some differences, too, just even how you process things. Like, she's more technical, you're more strategic. Uh, but from a theological perspective, too, uh, what happens if, if there's something, like, you guys don't agree on theologically? Is that, should that be a deal breaker? Or is that something you guys just work through? I don't know if that's even come up yet in the, the past six months, if there's differences. But um, what do you guys think about that? Is, is that, like, a deal breaker or something you guys can work through? Uh, I think we've been through it. Because I, I kind of like to ask, like straight hard questions and I think when I was first just talking to him I was asking like some really hard questions just to hear his thoughts about things theologically and I would be like huh okay and things that I thought I didn't agree with I at least took the time to listen and say okay well so let me go read this for myself and just get a better understanding so I can get I can really see like where he's coming from but I don't think that it's been anything major um but I guess a deal breaker. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really, I, I value just the discussion and, and conversation about theological issues, right? I think, you know, you should be addressing those things, right, mm-hmm. as believers. And it's kind of see where each person stands. Like I said, we all have different backgrounds. We all came differently to know the Lord through different maybe churches or, or whatever it may be, people, whatever it may be, right? Um, and then we, you know, she and I don't attend the same church. So even like just differences there of maybe style, um, but is, you know, just making sure that our foundation is rooted in Christ, right? And, and 
if the Bible says this, this is our foundation, we're going to believe it, and we're going to, um, you know, put, you know, take take our our stance from there, right? And and I think that's been very key that even when we've probably thought about things or discussed things, we went to God's word, right? And we would say, okay, what does God's word say about this, yeah. right? But also, you know, also bringing in commentary and things like that to help us as well, where we might not be able to fill in those gaps. Uh, where there is uh, questions or things like that. So. Yeah, I like that. I think one of the other challenges too that I've seen in in a lot of relationships, not necessarily your guys. I think you guys are doing a great job with this. Is that um, the temptation is like once you get into a relationship that you forsake gathering with the local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys may have seen that too in your own lives, where mm-hmm. somebody starts dating somebody and then they completely Fall disappear off. from the church, <laughs> friend Ghost. group, all that stuff. But um, and. Again, I don't think that's been a challenge for you guys because I've seen you guys do a great job of including each other in your uh, church communities too. Like you going to her online Bible studies, you coming on Saturday nights now uh, with us. So love seeing you guys just incorporate each other into your friend groups and uh, do a great job of that. So I know that's a challenge for some people. Just want to commend you guys for for not uh, falling prey to that one. But uh, not saying that it hasn't been challenging. I'm sure, not yeah, saying yeah. it hasn't been hard. Yeah. I think I think it's just the selflessness of us. Like really, like this is important to to me. Or this is important to her. And just uh, I think our foundation in Christ is just to push that person still in that community. Right. Mm-hmm. Just keep pushing there. Pushing to be around God's people, listening to God's word, growing in that. Like that's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's that's right. always going to be a good thing. Uh, so just really propelling that person to stay plugged in, stay rooted in. Because uh, I think if your foundation in, is on that, right, then that's going to show throughout your relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make it, you have to make it a priority, right? So we have to take time to make that a priority. Uh, and the show today is a priority to both of us. Yeah, I also think, too, just being responsible, right? Like, I, I would feel the type of ways if he just neglected all his responsibilities to hang out with me. Yeah. Right. That to me, that's not being responsible. Like, no, you need to go to work. No, you need to be going to your church. Like, <laughs> don't just, workouts on yeah, Saturdays. Don't don't just disappear because I'm in the picture. And I wouldn't want that for myself either. Right. Because like you said, it can be very damaging. We've seen how, you know, somebody will start dating someone and then you never hear from them. Um, it's kind of hard to see like what they're doing, what they're getting into. Right. Mm-hmm. This just being pulled away from that community and somebody being a distraction that's good stuff yes well we're gonna wrap this up i got one more question but it's gonna be broad and it may lead us into some other little bunny bunny trails here but uh what's the point of dating Mm. i'm just gonna leave it at that what's the point of dating What's the point, Will? I'll go with... Uh, that, and don't don't see that as <laughs> oh, like man. a negative thing either. I'm no, not no, that's a, great, that's a very good question. What's the point of dating? Um, um, I, I see to, you know, I guess to... If, if you're thinking about, you know, marriage to see if um, this is the right path and way for you, right? Because dating someone, you're going to get to see the good, bad, and the ugly of them, right? And that's just the reality of just doing life with people. Um to just see, you know, hey, am I willing to grow myself um, through this process? But also, I would say dating shows, uh, you know, um, you're looking at character of a person, right? So you really get to see their walk with the Lord. How do they love their family, friends? How do they respond to things? Are they uh, uh, committed to things? You know, those those various pieces. Um, and then also chemistry, right? Do you have, you guys have good chemistry together? Do you enjoy, like she said, being friends with one another? Um, can you take off your boyfriend, girlfriend hat and go to like brother, sister in Christ and really get in God's word or correct one another, right? Um, 
I, w- I would say, yeah, that, that would be, you know, that's that's why you date and then see, you know, uh, what, what leads after that towards marriage. Um, but also I think it's very key going back to uh, one of the earlier questions of just that community around us, right? Because you can be so uh, pushed into infatuation or um, emotions can really charge you in those things. And, and, you know, even when you're doing like, you know, your discernment and just praying and, and asking God for wisdom, um, in that you can overlook things. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. I agree. Um, also having like the right community, uh, cause I can easily say if I had some of my friends that, you know, may not take their walks as seriously and then they're just saying they might encourage us to do things that we shouldn't be doing or, you know, just get caught up in like the infatuation and not taking the time, um, just getting to know one another, just being patient, just seeking the Lord. Yeah, I think you guys have some some good answers. the The way I'm just from this whole discussion, what I'm kind of hearing is like the the point of dating is more pursuing Christ, not pursuing marriage necessarily. <laughs> like pursuing Christ individually, still pursuing Christ together. Uh, I know you guys mentioned like having those uh, spiritual conversations too. I can't encourage that enough. Just mm-hmm. from uh, going through. Nine, nine years of marriage now okay. uh, just seeing <laughs> there you go. like I think my well, I'll save my advice for the end but uh, yeah encouraging those spiritual conversations making those normal now while you guys are dating so it's just a normal part of, of your relationship it's not it's not like something weird uh, but yeah or pursuing Christ as opposed to pursuing marriage and that and I, I actually asked uh, some of the some of the ladies in our church like what their best dating advice would be uh, I actually asked their husbands too what their dating advice would be. Mm. Fun fact: the husbands gave me no responses. The <laughs> ladies had pages and pages of, of stuff. Um, and one of the things that that one of them said, and and I think you guys are are hitting on this now, is you get closer to each other by getting closer to the Lord. So, like sharing your growth, your plans for growth, direction from the Lord for growth. That's what's going to bring you guys closer um, to the Lord and to each other. So. Uh, and then the other part of that is they said that in marriage, that pattern should continue. So a lot of those conversations you guys are having now, like those, those should continue in marriage too. So it's good to practice those while you're dating. Um, I would say definitely being intentional in that, like early on, we said that we wanted our relationship to, you know, grow us in Christ, to draw closer to Christ, but also reflect Christ to those around us. Good. Yeah. So whether it's our family or friends, we are intentional every time we go to see whoever it is. It's like, all right. Before we go on in, how can we show Christ to, to whoever we're meeting with, right? How can we reflect Christ to them? Because we have a lot of non-believers in our circles and our friends and our family. And so just being able to be a witness to them and even the believers are just encouraging them in that, right? Um, that has always been our goal, goal from the beginning. And we always kind of check up on that. It's like, how, can, how, how are we doing that, displaying that? But also the one another, you know, accountability to each other as well of getting in God's word going to small groups, right, going to church services, really uh, emphasizing, like you said, um, pursuing Christ, right, but also um, being a, a light to those around us and, and demonstrating his love. Nice. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to sum it up by saying I think the ultimate goal of dating is holiness. So mm. very broad, but I'm going to say that's mm. the ultimate goal of dating. Anyway, so six months under your belt. You got any great dating advice for, for people that are looking for good good dating advice? <laughs> oh, Good dating advice. Know yourself and use God's wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I would say um, appreciate differences, 
between you and the other person um, and uh, stay connected with community mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, the thing I always tell people when they always ask like, oh, what's your what's your advice? Um, usually people are asking me that like when they're about to get married. What, what do you, what's your advice? I always say like start those habits that you want in your marriage early on. So mm-hmm. for those people that are about to get married, I'm like day one, like start those habits that you want, whether that's praying together or um, reading scripture. And that's why I say like having those spiritual conversations be a normal part too. Mm-hmm. Uh, start that early. So start that early on in dating too. If you guys want that goal of praying together often, then pray together often and, and try to start those habits early because it's very hard once you get into routines and start letting uh, the way you've done things kind of mm-hmm. run the the future of your relationship. It's hard to go back to that. So I'd say start those things early. But any last minute thoughts from you guys? I thank you guys so much for, for Absolutely. doing this. And, and seek first the Lord in all your ways, right? And everything, just surrender it over to the Lord. Uh, continue to pursue Him. And yeah. Well, I'm I'm thankful for you guys uh, and your godly relationship. I know it's it's pretty evident just in this conversation that you guys are seeking the Lord in your relationship. Uh, so I appreciate that. Praying this is a helpful discussion, not just for our younger friends that are looking at dating and trying to figure out how to do that in the, the best like biblical way possible, but also some of those uh, older folks that may not want to be single and just trusting the Lord um, in, in their plans for their lives. So uh, I think it's pretty clear that we're not experts, the three of us, in, right. in dating advice or, or marriage advice or whatever, but uh, feel free to grab one of us on a Sunday morning, Saturday night. Corner your small group leader if you want to. Ask them some questions on that. Uh, We'd love to keep this conversation going. So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax Bible Church Discipleship Podcast. If this episode was helpful for you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone else. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow as a disciple as you love Christ and live sin.